Welcome back to the We Are Wavemakers podcast, where we explore the intersection of purpose, passion, and how it connects to holistic marketing for businesses. Presented by the Wavemakers Collective, we invite you to sit back and tune in to conversation with experts from Southeast Asia on how businesses can apply the holistic marketing approach to grow their business. I'm your host, Nazira Hashim, and I'm excited to be here today with Jamia Umali, Senior Brand Strategist at Transbiz and podcast host at Gen Z Marketer. In her career, Jamia has worked in branding and marketing for e-commerce for diverse industries like fashion, FNB, FMCG, and travel, and is all about making meaningful impact to society through strategic creativity and in working with brands and peers. So I was completely blown away when I saw her speak at a webinar hosted by Karma Marketing, as she shared a lot of insights on what one needs to market to Gen Z. We're happy to have her on our podcast today as we explore the importance of brand positioning for a business. Welcome, Jamia. Hi, good afternoon to you guys. Thanks for taking the time to be part of our podcast today. We're going to be talking about brand positioning because it's a really important aspect of any business growth. And I think for our listeners, I think we want to get a little bit of a definition from you and really just start nailing it from there. So why don't you tell us what is brand positioning and why is it important? Actually, um, before I define what brand positioning is, I think we want to look at like the whole integrated marketing process first or like the way we do businesses right before you do marketing or before you, you start a business or when you're building your business the first thing that you always do is branding why mm-hmm. is that because with branding that's where what like what you said where we do our positioning our identity our values and once you have that like strategy or identity that's when the visuals come in right like your logos your colors your fonts packaging and so on so looking at the process of course we can say that branding is first and of course we have brand positioning under that. And when you say brand positioning, it's basically how you want to position yourself in the market, like where you want to be in the market. For instance, do you want to be a, ma- a brand that's mass or premium or in between? Do you want to be a brand that, let's say, it's more friendly or is more professional? You know, that's those are the things like that you kind of set the positioning. And usually you determine that in one, like where you want to be and two, based on like your identified target audience and where you want to like meet that. So basically, it's like positioning yourself in the market and positioning yourself in the mind of your consumer. That makes sense. I mean, it's so funny because sometimes when we speak to clients and you ask them, oh, what's your target audience? And they say, everyone. Do you find that to be a struggle when it comes to brand positioning? Definitely. I mean, I mean, a lot of people would say, or there are people who would say, oh, we want to be relevant to as many people as possible because it's all about the income. It's all about the revenue that you're going to get. That's why we want to be relevant to as many people as possible. I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, that's not really good in sort of like a long-term sort of thing because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't really have positioning, let's say you're just like this vague brand, people will be like, they won't remember you in the long run. Eventually, you're not really reinforcing your identity in their mind. You're not really positioning yourself in their mind. And when another brand comes in that has a stronger brand, right? You know, you're going to be forgettable if you don't really build your positioning. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, that kind of goes into my second question, right? When it comes to marketing, and of course, in the context of brand positioning, how does a business owner see the growth within marketing and branding? Because one of the challenges that I notice a lot of times is entrepreneurs always focus on wanting to go for sales. They don't think of the fact that marketing and branding and brand positioning is all interconnected towards business growth. So maybe you can give us a little bit more insights on how does that connect? 
as we said earlier, right? The first thing you do is branding. You set your identity, your messaging, your values, and all that. That is eventually translated into your visuals, your logo, packaging, colors, fonts, and so on. Once you have that brand guideline, usually with branding, we set the brand guidelines on who, what or who your brand is. Yeah. That's what the rest, like marketing, advertising, even public relations, events, business development, that's what everyone else in the business would use to yeah. make sure that you have this cohesive identity. Basically, no matter where your customers encounter you, let's say they encounter you in like a marketplace, Lazada, Shopee, they say encounter you in your website, in your social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, so on and so forth, or maybe yeah. even offline and a yeah. poster or something. Yeah. Basically, how do people remember you? Like based on these different touch points, if you have that consistent identity, yeah. that's how you enforce yourself. So yeah. that's how they're really connected, that it really trickles down. Like it's really like a process that, you know, you really have to start with branding because if you just go for marketing if you just have like let's say a product like this pen and I want to sell this pen like sure you can sell it but how do you get people to go for specifically this pen there are other pens in the market why would they come back or why would they talk about your pen something like that agree totally agree to that I mean at the end of the day without the brand identity without those guidelines there'll be mixed messaging coming out amongst different teams right like the sales team will say one thing the customer service might say another thing the marketer might be saying another thing and that really can confuse the receiver the consumer and so I'm totally with you that ultimately marketing brand positioning for business longevity so thank you for explaining that so well that leads to my next question most brands they're so hard on trying to target obviously the new generation because they're the future buyers they have a different way of thinking and we're specifically talking about Gen Z's and um, you know the next generation even I mean those born after 2010 they're going to grow up and I see the way that they live it's much more digital driven and so I think a lot of brands are still trying to find their footing in positioning themselves for Gen Z because they get called out a lot for positioning it in bad taste or saying something that's completely like tone deaf for me like I want to know your opinion what is a strategic brand positioning for the younger generation say Gen Z and beyond like what do you see could be um, you know something that a business can take away um, when it comes to strategizing for their future business longevity I love that question because I think that's something that I do get a lot even as a brand strategist but you know I think I would have to go back in my thought process even on how I strategize for brands like when I encounter a product specifically like basically how do I identify the target market right why do I choose this market why do I just choose this strategy for this market so I think ultimately before brands do anything research is very very important Um, it, it's easy you don't have to I guess spend that much in research some companies do some brands do that's good if they have resources if you don't you can always do like qualitative research. It's easy to do like, you know, research online for some articles, relevant, timely articles. If you want to really understand first who your target audience is, right? Like, I think that's one of the things that you have to do. Just really understand Gen Z or even not Gen Z, but any target audience that you have. Not just the target market, but even I think competitors. You're going to yeah. want to benchmark yourself and like, okay, what kinds of brands do I want to compete with? Like, let's say if you really want to be a Gen Z brand and you're looking at Gen Z, the target audience okay what brands do they like so what are these brands like so I think that's the first thing that you have to do first you really have to do that research and understanding in that mm -hmm. way when you're strategizing when you're building your brand identity it doesn't sound tone deaf right it doesn't yeah. sound like disconnected to that audience that you identified because you did your research yeah. and of course when it comes to Gen Z really even Gen Alpha which is the next generation like you said they really value authenticity they can really see through brands if they're trying to 
stay relevant, but they're not really, you know, like following through, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like I always say to brands, if you want to, let's say, target Gen Z, if let's say you want to be eco-friendly, you have yeah. to follow through, basically. Like you have to say what you mean. If you want to be Gen Z, let's say you want to be eco-friendly, you want to be, I guess, politically correct, things like yeah. that. You have to make sure you follow through. You can't say things and then not mean it, or you can't yeah. say things and just for the sake of relevance. Yeah. You really have to mean it and how you mean it is reflected in your brand identity, right? The values you set, the messaging you set, the mission you set. I guess if we're going to talk about like a sample brand, I think Rare Beauty is one of the brands that's doing that really, really well. Mm -hmm. So if you're familiar with Rare Beauty, that's Selena Gomez's makeup brand. Mm -hmm. And I've been watching it through the years and I've seen how it's just really consistent with the messaging. The way they message the beauty brand, the identity, you know, the advocacy for mental health. You just know it's really relevant and authentic to not just the brand, but even to who Selena Gomez is. So basically, that's what I'm trying to say for these brands. If you're always going to try to be relevant to Gen Z, try yeah. to build your identity, you really have to follow through. That's super interesting because it kind of segues into my, you know, my observations of market sentiments as a whole. You mentioned um, Selena Gomez's brand. I had a thought about Rihanna's brand, right? Fenty. So her brand also has that consistent messaging in her lingerie brand uh, and her makeup brand. What I noticed is Victoria's Secret has tried to rebrand themselves into similar direction and really try to include body positive models into their campaigns. But what I noticed is that there's also this generational gap of people commenting on social media saying things like, bring back the angels. These are not the representation of Victoria's Secret. And I think the question I have for you, like market sentiments constantly change. And if a brand like Victoria's Secret, for example, they're struggling to be relevant, but at the same time, they don't want to like say discard their existing clientele but they also know the importance of inclusivity right because that's a very important part of every business these days how does one tackle that if you were you know what to think yeah, about that's a very interesting question because i think a lot of businesses have been doing rebrands quite recently right a lot of them are really keeping up with the times and trying to be modern and i think there's nothing wrong with that if anything it really shows progress yeah. but like you said there's a tricky way like it's a tricky thing to do like how do you do it how do you stay like on the time at the same time keeping your customers one way I see it is that change when you change a brand you know change is something really constant for like yeah. bad brands or businesses to go through and sometimes change it can either make or break you right I think for Victoria's Secret specifically if let's say they, I think they're doing the Victoria's Secret show again right so we're yet to see how that's gonna go basically you know if let's say they do continue in this trajectory and they do it well and they do lose the, the old clientele that they have I think it simply means that they're no longer the target audience and Victoria's Secret is completely okay with that because pivoted to like oh this is the brand now therefore this is the target audience that we have yeah. and for them to do that and be completely cool with it then I guess that's a good thing I would say because brands have to recognize going back to what we said earlier that you can't really target everyone if let's say this person doesn't really like your brand then it goes to show that they're not the target audience as long as you always identify who's your target audience and you make sure you stay relevant with that audience and you do it well then I guess that's the most important thing for brands at the end of the day and so for Victoria's Secret let's see how that goes but you know <laughs> honestly as a strategist or maybe as a potential target audience like you know if they really pull that off that's something that's going to be very interesting because I understand that they also have some controversy in the past about this direction even right and even some right. of the decision makers in the business so that's another thing to consider because sometimes your external branding can look so good but yeah. if the internal branding or like the 
people behind the brand are not really in line with that branding, there's that disconnect as well. For branding, right, we know it's both internal and external. Like people can really see through that. Absolutely. I mean, this is why we're trying to champion a holistic marketing approach to any marketing strategy for a business. Because the reality is like, if we don't have the buy-in of the whole company on the where the brand direction is going to go, then it will show in some way. It will leak somewhere. And that's like, that goes back to management, right? If the key leaders are sort of like 50-50 and they're just trying to ride on a trend, it's going to show somewhere and that's problematic for the consumer when they receive it. I think like I agree with you 100% right as well that on the hindsight, if Victoria's Secret is adamant about going in this direction and they're authentic about it, I think like it's going to be great for them. Like you said, let's observe and see how they take the Victoria's Secret fashion show back because the challenge here is that it's very clear based on what we see on social listening that there is a divide in how people feel. Other people love it. Then there are other people who are just savages when they comment on these pictures that are posted by, you know, like body positive advocates and models that are like already in big fashion brands, you know? And so I feel like that's really important for any business decision maker to think of is um, to understand like whether or not they are thinking about the fact that it's okay if some people don't really like your brand. It doesn't mean that you don't have an audience, but you have to figure out what your audience is essentially, right? So yeah, I mean, that's great insights, Jamia. I have one last question for you because I don't want to take too much of your time, but do you have any key advice for those who are just starting out and looking to position their brand amongst their competitors, right? Where should they begin, honestly? I mean, you you mentioned things like brand guidelines, knowing your audience. Is there something more than that that we can take away? Just a little bit insight on what I do as a brand strategist, I guess, like where do I start? Like let's say there's this new business that comes in, like what do I do with it, right? So uh, one of the things that's very important before you even do your research and things like that is I think for clients, we have discovery calls, right? You ask them questions about where did they see this brand going or what do they think about the brand or their target audience, things like that. So I think for brands or businesses, they should have that sort of reflection period as well. Just really think about like what is something that you're passionate about based on this business? I guess what are your values? Where do you see this business going? Because that kind of sets the tone for the brand identity, right? Your Mm -hmm. mission, your vision, your values. And one thing that you won't change with your brand because with brands, as we mentioned, your visuals can change through the years, your target audience can change through the years, your identity, your mission, your goals can change through the years. But the one thing that doesn't change is your purpose. Basically, what is your purpose in starting this brand or business? What gets you up in the morning to really do this? First, I think that's one thing that brands have to really think about and identify. And once they figure that out, everything else will just follow. The identity, the vision, mission values, and maybe once that's kind of settled down, when you do your research, more insights will follow. Basically, really go back to have that like self-reflection or just like setting those at least like in a document or something. And then you do your research. And then of course, you conceptualize and strategize for your brand. I think that's so important for any individual who intends on starting a business or even joining a company. If you're going to communicate a message, we need to understand the purpose first and foremost. And if you're trying to sell a product, I think the question is, why do you think this product works? Or what's your purpose as an individual to think this product works or service works? 
I definitely resonate with that because we have time and time again revisited our purpose at Wavemakers and, you know, we've expanded with our offerings and our community. The core of it is always the same purpose, which is really to help businesses grow whatever they, their message is. It's communicating their message for them however they need it. So I think for me, that's so important and I really value your insights. So that's pretty much it on our side. And I just wanted to say thank you for those golden nuggets for our listeners. We really hope that you'll come back in our show again to give us more insights. But for now, thank you so much, Jamia, for giving us these insights for today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That wraps up our first episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, do give us a follow at wavemakers.co on our Instagram. To stay updated on our latest episodes, follow us at www.wavemakers.co. Thanks for tuning in. Oh,